Thanks, Tepi. So, top stories. Obama speaks on Zimbabwe's economy and more risks in the murder of Gauteng's top cop. Good morning. U.S. President Barack Obama says Zimbabwe's economic recovery has given the Southern African country an opportunity to advance, but only if upcoming elections will be free and fair. He was addressing students at the University of Cape Town. Zimbabwe's President Robert Mugabe is seeking to extend his three-decade rule in elections scheduled for the 31st of this month. The opposition wants to delay the poll to allow reforms designed to prevent a repeat of the bloodshed that marred the 2008 election. President Obama says in Zimbabwe the promise of liberation has given way to the corruption of power. Just look at uh, your neighbor, Zimbabwe. After the leaders of this region, led by South Africa, brokered an end to what has been a long-running crisis, Zimbabweans have a new constitution. The economy is beginning to recover. So there is an opportunity to move forward. But only if there is an election that is peaceful, so that Zimbabweans can determine their future without fear of intimidation and retribution. Obama used former President Nelson Mandela's writing to stress the importance of racial tolerance. Mandela once wrote, No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. I believe that to be true. The Forum at 8 on SAFM. It's eight minutes past eight. Let's get straight into it. The question we asked today, does the U.S. and South Africa have much in common? Are they in sync in terms of the approach to Africa and its development? In fact, are the U.S. and Africa in general in sync in terms of what Africa needs? Government describing this weekend's visit to South Africa of U.S. President Barack Obama as significant and a much-needed impetus to bolster trade and investment cooperation between the U.S.A. and Africa's biggest economy. President Zuma held a official talks with Obama covering areas of trade and investments, education, health, development assistance, as well as security and development cooperation on the African continent. The U.S. president called for the revitalization of stagnant trade and investment ties between the U.S. and South Africa. At a meeting briefing after, a media briefing rather, after holding private talks with President Jacob Zuma at the Union Buildings in Pretoria, the U.S. president gave the assurance that America's African Growth and Opportunity Act will be renewed. AGOA is a piece of legislation that emanates from the U.S. Congress. It allows for a range of South African products and other eligible African states to have import duty-free access to American markets. Now, to discuss this matter, uh, we welcome Professor Chris Lansberg, Chair of the African Diplomacy at the University of Johannesburg, Jack Hillmeyer from the U.S. Diplomatic Mission to South Africa, and a very good morning to Lindy Wezuli, the Special Advisor to President Jacob Zuma on International Relations. A very good morning to you all, and thank you very much for joining the forum this morning. Thank you. Thank you for your invitation. Thank you, and thanks for having us. Professor Landsberg, let's first start with you. Was the visit a success, and what barometer are we using to judge its success or lack thereof? Uh-huh. Uh, well, I suppose you could um, use an American barometer. You can use a, a South African barometer. But then, uh, most of all, I think the barometer that we uh, should use is that uh, both President Obama, before he left, uh, in our president, as he awaited uh, his American counterpart, 
counterpart stressed this notion of a strategic partnership between the two that is likely to be restored and re-cemented. Not just any partnership, strategic partnership. In other words, um, uh, singling out South Africa for a special relationship. I must say uh, that given all the furore and potential for for major uh, protests and, and so on, uh, for the Americans, uh, they probably feel it was a public relations uh, uh, success. Uh, they, they, they got out what they want. They, they got out their messages. I think the the, uh, the, the speeches at, at UJ, uh, the major policy speech last night at UCT, and the fascinating press conference between our two presidents uh, gave us a very clear sense into what America's policy agenda is. So I think the Americans are leaving our shores feeling that they got their message uh, across. Now it, of course, is for a follow-up, especially from our side. Ms. Zulu, let let me come to you then and ask this next question. There are those who criticize the fact that we saw a much bigger trade delegation as opposed to a foreign policy delegation. Was that uh, more important or as important? And the questions others are asking, in all of this, What's in it for Africa or South Africa? Did we get what we wanted out of this visit? Well, absolutely. We we did get what we wanted out of this because, by the way, let us put it straight that this was an invitation from South Africa. So President Obama was responding to an invitation from South Africa. And therefore, South Africa obviously had to prepare itself uh, uh, very clearly as to what exactly what it wants out of this um, discussion. And the fact that it was around the issues of the economy more is simply because uh, South Africa as a country is also looking at the biggest opportunities that it can have in the global uh, market for its products. But also we are looking at building our economy, and the only way we can build our economy is to begin to be very vigorous about our economic diplomacy. Yes, the political diplomacy is also important, but the bottom line is that we have the political diplomacy in order for it to to be able to open doors for the growth of our economy. There are those who say that uh, the Obama visit comes hot on the heels of his Chinese counterpart. Some have even said it smacks of economic neocolonialism. What do you think of that? And uh, you you said you wanted to concentrate more on trade. Why not on, on foreign policy? Well, we have concentrated on foreign policy, and the fact that this uh, relationship, in fact, we can say has been elevated to a strategic level as way back as uh, 2010 when we started our strategic dialogue uh, with the U.S., that was politics. That still remains politics. And the fact that even within the discussions, even though the focus is on the economy, a lot of political discussions uh, took place between the two uh, leaders, but also took place uh, between the officials that uh, visited uh, in this delegation. And and so I think that there was a balance between the two. However, as I already said, it is important for us as South Africa to wake up to the realities of today in as far as our own uh, internal challenges of building our economy economy of creating jobs, of improving the lives of ordinary people. It means, therefore, we need to really, really look very uh, strategically towards 
the building of our economy. And if the United States, as we very well know, that our, our, our economy uh, grows uh, by ensuring that we send our products we sell our products to the United States. We need more and more of that open. We also have uh, the, the Agoa, which we, we're talking about, which Chris has just spoken about. It's an important uh, element for our economy. And the fact that the Americans are considering um, uh, not renewing it, uh, we needed to have an assurance that Agoa was going to be discussed. And obviously, uh, President Obama said, look, this as far as he is concerned, he's, doing, he's going to do the best he can to make sure that it's, uh, it's extended. But at the end of the day, that is also dependent on the, on the Senate in, mm. in the United States. Mr. Hillmayer, I will come back to the issue of Goa and uh, why, contrary to the reports that we, we received, or, or certainly what people are reading into it, that it was a firm commitment. Ms. Zulu here says that he said he's considering it and he'll do the best that he can. But of greater importance, she used the word reality. Uh, and the reality I'd like to flag here is the Secretary of State, John Kerry, uh, testifying before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, recently says we have a lot to do. China is now significant significantly out-investing the United States in Africa. Is this why uh, the U.S. accepted the invitation uh, of South Africa to come here? And uh, why did it take so long? Why did Barack Obama wait until his second uh, term of tenure to visit uh, South Africa, to do a proper uh, Africa tour? Well, thanks very much. And let me let me first of all state that on behalf of the government of the White House, we're honored to be received so well here in South Africa with the South African government and, and the support of all sides of the South African government. It's been a tremendous visit, and uh, the president is about to be wheels up on his way to Tanzania in a few moments. But um, it's been a wonderful trip as far as the White House is concerned and, and all Americans. And I think the most important part um, that that you can take from President Obama is in his remarks last night where he talked about that we're going to up our game in Africa. He's talking about future growth here, bringing together business leaders from Africa and America together to deepen our engagement. He really came here with the message of this is a time of promise and America wants to be involved. But but more importantly, we want to be involved as, as equal partners in this. Um, his message in all of his public events has been about moving forward beyond the simple provision of assistance, foreign aid, to a new model of partnership, a partnership of equal that focuses on African capacity to solve African problems. And our effort is going to be focused on supporting that effort. And in the three signature areas he talked about, he's talking about food, he's talking about trade, and he's talking about Power Africa, which is what he's going to announce today in Tanzania. Each one of those are public-private partnerships that he's going to be focusing on to bring the private sector to bear on this as well. The, the, the use of the word partnership, of course, very interesting because uh, criticisms of the Obama administration has been the fact that he's cut um, uh, AIDS funding to Africa by something like 200 million U.S. dollars. Is it because uh, there's this uh, reconfiguration of what you've seen as a past relationship of, you know, sort of beggar, uh, proprietor kind of thing? Or, and is that what's happening with AGOA, the conversation, that, conversation that's been going on about whether or not South Africa, this deal should be extended, that those in Congress who believe that South Africa doesn't qualify anymore? Yeah, well, I, th- I think what the president said very clearly is that he absolutely intends to renew AGOA. The administration is committed to renewing AGOA, and they're committed to renewing it with South Africa included. But I think he is just flagging the reality that there are members of Congress, and the Senate must approve this, 
that are asking questions, and that's where he said the work needs to be done. And I think uh, Rob Davies has mentioned that there will be a lobbying effort from South Africans to go over to to make sure that the people in Congress who may not be um, supportive of renewing AGOA, that they are aware of the situation. That's the work that needs to be done. Could I, could I just come in here and, and follow up on, on three points you made very briefly? You asked the one question about why such a seemingly small or low-key foreign policy delegation and dimension and such a high emphasis on the economics and the trade. And I think, yes, South Africa should reflect and I think answer the question. I'm not saying it was it was deliberate today, and I'm not saying that, you know, we, we overlooked it. But but um, while there is all this hype about what both presidents called Africa on the rise or the new frontier, there is no doubt that there is a sense in which Africa politically is almost waning and, and being pushed down on the radar screen, yet there is this heightened uh, interest in, in Africa economically. And I really think it's up to a South Africa to help to set the agenda. Just because we invited President Obama doesn't mean that we couldn't have set that agenda explicitly, talk security more up front, talk about multilateralism, Africa's place in the world, uh, and the like. So I think that's the one Do you point. believe that's why he was not committal on whether or not to support uh, South Africa's permanent seat on the UN Security Council? No, 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 I don't think, I don't think he was a non-committal. Um, but let, but let me uh, say two things. I don't think he waited for, uh, he, he should have waited for President Zuma, uh, to raise the issue, even though it's incumbent on us, of course, to make a point uh, about it. But America stands very little to lose in an expanded UN Security Council. It's the one Western country over which there is no doubt that their future on that council is secured. So if it is the case, why then don't they, even from a symbolic strategic point scoring point of view, just put the issue on the agenda. You've got so much to win uh, as America. But let me come to another briefly, a key point that you've made, the the China-America dimension, which came up uh, a number of times. First of all, uh, let's be a bit fair and nuanced. Yeah, and especially critics of America's foreign policy, and, and, and I consider myself one of them, but sometimes we must just be a bit more uh, careful about what we're saying. A trip like this is not planned in three weeks. So I don't think President Obama and President Zuma decided uh, a week after BRICS, it's now time for the Americans to come. This visit would have been planned way in advance, but having said that, there is a real dimension in which America did respond to China's ascendancy. They are worried about China, China making inroads. And what is significant about the, uh, the president's speech last night, as well as in Chobik and all the press conferences, is that they're almost trying to portray a clear and distinctly different agenda to the Chinese. Hence, the emphasis on democracy, accountability, anti-corruption, inadvertently saying to the Chinese, you are just here to be exploited. I'm sure the Chinese will say, well, you know, that's rich coming from you, America. What have you done all of, all of these years? But okay. I think there is the Chinese-American 